Click the link below this video to send in your questions. I will answer your questions on the show. So stay tuned to hear it first on the podcast. I look forward to hearing from you. You can also send in your cheater story to have it featured on the podcast. Just click the link below this video in the description box. Okay guys, today is September 25th. So this podcast, we're going to do things a little different. I'm just going to record the audio and upload that to YouTube in an effort to get more podcasts out consistently. Um, so I've decided to forego actually filming a video. Normally I'll get dolled up. I'll put my makeup on. For my listeners on podcasts, you're not going to notice the difference. But for the watchers on YouTube, you guys might feel some type of way about this. But I mean, this isn't permanent let's just see how this works i have some pretty incredible stories here for you today um i do have a disclaimer i just want to put it out there that i'm not biased towards men or women especially when it comes to cheating i don't pick sides i'm not a man hater i'm not a woman hater um pretty even steven and also i want to mention that uh forgiveness is really important it's crucial that we forgive other people and we learn to forgive ourselves and also it's good that we seek forgiveness from other people don't let your pride or your ego get in the way i think it's good to seek forgiveness no matter how wrong people do us no matter how bad we get treated um it's it's good it's healthy it's for the best to forgive people. I mean, it's easier said than done. Yeah, so that's it. So let's get into these stories. Story number one. My ex-wife was having an affair with a fellow co-worker. I was hanging out with my daughter one night, who was about 10 years old at the time, and I get a knock on the door. It was one of my wife's co-workers, who I've never met before, telling me that my wife is with one of her co-workers at a restaurant right now, and I think you should know. I drove to the restaurant and saw her with some dude having dinner. I threw my ring on the ground in the restaurant and told her she could fucking have it. The next day, after talking to my sister-in-law, I agreed to speak with my wife and we talked it out and I said I would need some time to figure this shit out. The next day, some dude shows up at my work and hands me an envelope and says, thought you may want to see these. They were pictures of my wife and her co-worker kissing with the timestamp of the day after I caught them at the restaurant. Turns out all of her co-workers saw what she was doing to me and felt like they should tell me. So I kicked her ass to the curb and never looked back. Seems like his wife was pretty much ready to leave the relationship. She had just been caught the day before out in public. And for her to go back out in public smooching with this guy, that was very bold and reckless, careless. And it just shows us that she just, she didn't care. And it almost seems like she was hoping to get caught. 
it's kind of like in the movies where people don't want to go to prison and so they'll reach for their gun or they'll do something you know they'll do something on purpose to get shot by the cops it kind of sounds like that like she couldn't throw the towel in herself she didn't have the balls to do that but it's interesting to me how people who are just so brass so bold to cheat on their loved ones and risk getting caught but yet they don't have the the, the nerve to just come out and just say it just tell just tell your spouse your lover how you really feel it just seems lopsided to me it's interesting isn't it all right all right so let's move on to story number two i kind of knew something was going on and then my close friends had a pseudo intervention to let me know i was in a broken relationship I went and found the guy and talked to him for confirmation. After that, I left and kind of disappeared for a little over a year. I don't think I talked with anyone over that period of time. I just spent a lot of time reflecting on who I became through that relationship and then spent a great deal more time reestablishing some sense of self-worth. Now, when he says he was reestablishing some sense of self-worth, See, I totally understand this guy. Because when you get cheated on, aka shitted on like that, it feels like you have no value. Because usually when someone treats something like shit, when you misuse or abuse something, you throw it away like garbage. Usually that means it had no value to them. So when people get cheated on they feel like they have no value they feel like shit they feel worthless but you gotta separate the two Dude, there's a difference they thought you were worthless you were worthless to them you didn't have no value to them and that's it that's their problem not your problem you still have self value you still have value you're valuable to, to lots of other people. See, and it gets blurry. It starts getting blurry because when someone is lying to you and, and being misleading and uh, giving you half truth, twisting things around and gaslighting you, things can get blurry. You can get turned around every which way. You may not know up from down but you got to know that you are still valuable. Just not to them. And that's why you need to cut them loose. You can't have people like that in your life. People that don't value you, they become reckless with you. They become careless with you. These people start doing fuck shit. When you got people in your life that don't hold value in you, people that think you're worthless, they become a liability. These people, they start doing crazy shit. These people, they their behavior becomes bizarre. They're taking risks that you don't know about. They're taking risks that could be putting you in harm's way. Economically, financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, 
psychologically. They're doing things that are putting you at risk. They're no longer an asset to you. They, they become a liability. And as soon as you realize that they, they own the other team, they got to go. They become a hazard. The sooner, the sooner you get the liabilities out of your life, the better. You don't need people talking shit behind your back. You don't need people uh, betraying you. You don't need disloyal people around you. You don't want these people connected to your bank account, do you? You don't want liabilities having access to your home. These people got all the passwords. They're driving your car. They got access to, to your wallet. They got access to, to your livelihood. You don't, you don't want hazards in your life like that. You know what I mean? We don't need those kinds of liabilities. Those, those, these kind of liabilities can be taken care of easily if you want it. Don't keep them, don't, don't let them keep hanging around. As soon as you, as soon as you have just an inkling, that's all you need. Oh, will I trust them? Nope. I mean, you can trust all you want, but verify, please. All right, I'm done. Moving on to number three. All right, so, so number three is a response to one of these stories. So this guy, he was reading one of the stories and was like, shit, same thing happened to me. So he put it in the comments. We about to read it right now. When my best friend at the time ran off with my girlfriend, ditching me with a three-person lease, I told him he's a fucking moron for throwing away a lifelong friend because she will do exactly the same thing she did to me, to him. The woman is like a CD on repeat. I told him, two years max, and she'd run off and try to fuck all his friends after the guy she had in mind turned her down. That two-year mark rolled around, and it happened like clockwork. Already had reports from two friends that she was texting them a week before she dumped him and kicked him out. He's pretty much homeless now and is totally well-earned. I agree. He earned that, and I also agree that he's a fucking moron. This guy risked being homeless. He risked losing all his shit. His Xbox, his PlayStation, all his clothes. You know, he risked his best friend. He betrayed his best friend for a piece of ass. For some girl. Some girl who fucked her boyfriend's best friend. So he betrayed his best friend for a loser. That girl is a loser. She fucked all their friends. Kicked her boyfriend out. 
fucked him, then kicked him out, fucked all their friends. Can she be forgiven? Of course. Yes, indeed, she can be forgiven. But she was on some loser shit. And he was on some loser sucker type shit. Neither one of them can be trusted. Two liabilities. This dude was sharing a lease with two liabilities. See what I mean? They left him in a three-bedroom apartment that he can't afford on his own. Most likely, he probably can't afford all the bills on his own. That's why most people have roommates. This guy, he, he was so hard up. He was so desperate to be in a relationship, just any old type of relationship. He didn't care who it was. Just anything, he'd take it. But now, he ain't got shit. He ain't got a home. He ain't got no friends. He don't have a girlfriend, which don't matter because you don't need a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You good. But now he ain't got shit. People risk a hell of a lot for some ass. People show do risk a lot for some ass. For some girl. Just think, I mean, he's a young man. We got all these dating apps now. We got social media now. There's so many fresh and exciting and interesting ways to meet people now. Of all the people in his city. Actually, we international now. Really, all the people in the world. You can literally meet people from anywhere in the world and hook up you make their arrangements you know somebody flies out flies in and you know you make it work but this guy it had to be his best friend's girl couldn't be nobody else that's how pathetic he was pathetic he probably ain't got no game just weak lame just weak all right. So moving on to number four. So this is story number four. Had the same thing happen to me. Oh, Lord. I let a guy stay in my apartment and he started banging my girlfriend. I found out, threw him out, and they moved in together. A year later, I get a call from him saying that she cheated on him and asking if he could buy me a drink to kind of make things up to me. I asked him, what are you going to take from me now, my stereo? And hung up on him. F that guy. So this dude, he's the same type of moron that the other dude was. So dude gave him a place to stay. He has a roof over his head. He's probably got a nice little job. Everything seems to be working out great. He's living with this couple. This female in the house. She's forbidden fruit. She's forbidding. You can't touch that. But he touched it anyway. Just desperate and dumb. You don't risk getting put out on the street for that girl. You say they, they moved in together. So what? And she go cheat on him too. You know what they say, once a cheater, always a cheater. 
and she just like totally verified that right now <laughs> she she verified it cheated on old boy and then she go and cheat on the next one she got tired of him too but you know what hopefully this guy learned his lesson the chances are that he'll probably never do nothing like that again and he'll probably live to to tell his story as a warning to other young men out there like hey man it's not worth it this is what happened to me what they call them uh teachable moments okay this is a teachable moment all right moving on to number five story number five i had no clue until it was blatantly obvious we have two kids who were three and two at the time. They are eight and seven now. She started going on girls night out a lot, like one to two times a week. I finally caught her lying when she was out shopping really late. And I did a find my iPhone and saw she was at some house when she told me she was at Target. I confronted her, we cried and talked all night, decided to fix it. One week later, I came home and caught her with a dude in our bed with two kids napping in the next room. So this lady brought this guy to their home, to their marital home, where their kids live, how well do you think she knows this guy? How well do you think she knows him? Do you think she did a check on the uh, sex offenders database before she let him come over? I highly doubt it. This man knows where her and her babies live, where her spouse lives. And you should know that pedophiles, they target women with children. As soon as they weasel their way up in there with you, they have full access to your kids. Full access. So you run to the store, leave him home with the kids. You go out with your friends, leave him home with the kids. You run in errands, leave him home with the kids. And then two, three, five years later, you find out he's been sodomizing your babies busting nuts in their mouth that's how it happens that's what happens all the time it happens all the time she don't know this guy from the man on the moon literally and, and she's got two little kids in the other room. I highly doubt she did a background check on this guy. There's all kind of weirdos out there. What's if she decides to cut this guy off and, and work things out with her husband? Just cold turkey, just like, you know what? Don't call me no more. I don't want to see you again. And this guy's like, you know, fuck that. Oh, he know what car you drive. He know what car your spouse drives. He know where y'all live. 
You start messing with people's emotions, messing with their private parts. People do some weird shit. This stuff happens more than you think. Crazy shit. And most of this stuff don't get reported. It don't make it to the national news. People need to stop being so damn desperate. It's disgusting. It's like people have no self-control. Is it worth that much to you? I don't understand the desperation in her actions. I don't understand the desperation in putting your kids' lives in jeopardy. Their safety in jeopardy. You got sex trafficking, human trafficking, drug trafficking, mules. You got pedophiles. You got people that, that like to, to take strange drug cocktails. You got people out there with anger problems. Violent streaks. Seriously mentally ill. There's all kinds of people out there with, with issues. With real issues. And you meet them online and, and you bring them back to your house and you fuck them. And you have no idea who you just opened yourself up to. Figuratively and literally, you opened yourself up to them. I'm telling you, shit is it's, it's not a joke. People, people need to start taking shit more serious. All right, next story. I woke up to her phone going off at around 6 a.m. They were, good morning, I miss you, etc. Messages from another guy she was talking to. I woke her up, kicked her out, and promptly moved to Indianapolis with one of my best friends. I still get sad sometimes because I thought we really loved each other, but the cookie has crumbled. He said that he thought they really loved each other. It sounds like he did not see this coming at all. This blindsided him. I know some people might uh, get a hint that their partner might be cheating. You know, they might uh, pick up something. It might just be um, intuition. But this guy, he had no idea. Some cheaters are, for the most part, happy in their relationship, but they <laughs> they have shiny object syndrome, you know? But you know what? I like the fact that he closed that chapter of his life and he moved on. He said that cookie has crumbled. He has moved on. It's that's the end. And he's on to bigger and better things. That's how it has to be. That's how it has to be. You cannot keep people like that in your life. If they don't want you, you have to keep it moving. If they're not gonna respect you, you gotta keep it moving. We can't afford liabilities. Moving on. All right, this is story number seven. I had something similar happen. Not married, but together for eight years and engaged. We went on a break in Christmas Eve for a month. She asked if I would date other people and I said, probably not. After a month, we ended up having a nice weekend in Sedona, and she moved back into our apartment. 
I was giving it my all because I realized my opportunities as a partner and she had something she needed to control, i.e. alcohol, not blowing up over little things and she needed to see a psychiatrist. But I got suspicious and found text messages about her making out and having sex with a coworker while we were on that break. I got angry, but we made up since technically we were on break. Lo and behold, a week later, I'm still suspicious and go through her phone to find nudes and sex texting with a different guy. I kicked her out and we've been tying up loose ends since we shared a bank account and phone line, etc. I've been going through pure hell. I'm alone in an apartment kind of far from friends and she seems to have no problem not talking to me while all I do is think about her constantly and want to start over. It's probably a bad idea, but I'm sadly still in love with her. Fuck. I feel like this guy got off easy. And I say that because it could have been so much worse. That eight years could have been 40 years. Honestly, it could have. They could have had kids together. They could have bought property together. Eight years dealing with her alcoholism, her short temper, blowing up over little shit. With all the red flags in their life, he couldn't let her go. Hopefully this is a wake up call for her and help her turn her life around. And hopefully it's a wake up call for him, but it doesn't quite seem to be enough. After everything, he still loves her. I mean, I know it's hard getting over people. In cases like this, I think it's a bit deeper than that. It sounds like he might have some psychological things going on to still be in love with someone that just put him through so much for eight years and then cheats on him with at least two people. Something tells me when they were on break, that's not the first time she cheated on him. I have a feeling that is not the first time she fucked around on him. That's just me. And this guy, he says he's all alone in an apartment far from friends. And she's not talking to him. And, and that bothers him. This guy can't be alone. He hates being in his own company. It's very uncomfortable for him. He needs friends. He needs, he needs people around him. He, he needs people in his life. He can't be alone. He sounds codependent. He even says, I've been going through pure hell. And he describes it as being alone in an apartment with no friends nearby. This guy has a hard time being single. And that explains a lot. That explains why he would stay in a toxic relationship for eight years. 
and actually seriously consider marrying this person with a drinking problem, an anger problem, and with some psychotic issues going on. He seriously considered marrying this woman. So what does that say about him? He said she needs psychotherapy. He needs some too. If you really want to talk, sounds like he needs some too. So he's constantly thinking about her and wants to start over with her. That's insane. It's it sounds totally insane to me. That ship has sailed. Let it go. So this guy versus the the guy in the last story. The the guy in the last story, he said that cookie has crumbled. And this guy, he wants to start over with her. You see the difference? You see the vast difference between the two? Where one, where, okay, one person, they just, they get it. They get it like, okay, it didn't work out. This is over. I'm not doing this shit. And the other guy, he's just asking for more. He wants more. People who who welcome drama, people who keep drama in their life, you watch out for those people. Watch out for those people who like drama and in in pain and chaos. You gotta watch out for those people. Okay. All right. This is story number nine moving right along okay i had suspicions for a few months she had recently been going on a lot of business trips after she asked me to move out roughly two months later someone made a fake facebook profile and informed me that she had been having an affair with a co-worker for four years it was well known at her company i must have looked like a fool for all the times i hung out with her and her co-workers okay so this lady she drags this guy along for four years four long years humiliating him she got this guy hanging out with her fuck boy hanging out with her side piece that's grimy that is so grimy. And then the the coworkers that knew this all along, after four years, finally someone decided to put this guy out of his, his misery. Someone finally felt sorry enough for this guy to come and tell him. I know a lot of people don't want to get involved, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out how to let this guy know without, you know, giving up your identity. I'm glad 
they finally told him, but they could have told him sooner and remained anonymous. She didn't need him. She didn't really want him. He was just, it just, I, I don't understand these people that, that go through all this trouble to live a double life instead of just saying, look, I don't want to be with you. I want to do my own thing. What is so hard about that? See, I like simple. I like simple, you know, like it doesn't make sense to complicate your life like that. If you want to be single, if you want to live a single lifestyle, then just be single. Fire your boyfriend, fire your girlfriend, and just live the life that you want. Be happy, enjoy your freedom. Do whatever you want. And also, it's not only the men that go away on business trips and have affairs and, and fool around. Women do it too, apparently. And women do it very well. Women cheat and they do it very well. Especially women with the, the financial resources that this lady has. When you live better, you cheat better. They go hand in hand. The more money you have, the more time you can create to play around. That's just, that's just how it is. She's going on business trips, just having the time of her life. Just making a fool out of her boyfriend. I mean, she made a fool out of her boyfriend. She really did. And for what? Why keep him around all those years? And I'll tell you why. It's, it's power. It's control. People that play you, people that, that hold information from you, that keep you in the dark, those are power moves. That's a very controlling person that you're dealing with. Unbeknownst to you, they are controlling you. They have power over you. As I do realize that some people get a thrill out of cheating. So there's that too. Some people just get a kick out of it. And one day I'll share some stories like that with you. But yeah, those people are out there too. All right, moving on. So this is the next story, number 10, I believe. I caught her heavily flirting with people at parties a few times. Then I got deployed and returned. She shows up late for my unit's arrival after drinking a six pack of beer. She left me and my son soon after to do drugs and live with the guy I can only assume she was sleeping with. Her best friend at the time told me she cheated on me. We got divorced and I remarried later to a great person. I also worked really hard and made a nice career in cybersecurity. My son is doing well. 
I've had full custody since we split and she's not a big part of his life. Well, all I can say is that this lady got what she wanted. She wanted her freedom. She wanted to be free of the mommy duties. She wanted to be free of her wifey duties. She just wanted to be free and that's what she got. Pretty sure she'll have some regrets down the road but she wanted her freedom, so end of story. Okay, moving on to number 11. All right, not married, but I was engaged. I went shopping with my best friend and noticed she was texting with someone. I asked if she had a new boyfriend. She was overweight and very self-loathing over how no guys would ever date her. So I was genuinely happy for her. She kept acting suspicious and I snatched her phone and ran to see who she was texting. Turns out it was my fiance. She didn't even save his number. From as much as I could read before she caught up with me, it was obvious they were hooking up. Not only did I lose my boyfriend of five years, I lost my best friend too. See, and this was really sad. I don't know if it's because the way she wrote it, but that was really sad. Her friend was so desperate for male attention that she actually went so far as to hook up with her best friend's fiance. That's how desperate she was. All she wanted was attention from a man. She wanted to feel desired. That's understandable, very understandable but she was dead wrong for hooking up with her best friend's fiance. And in the end, there's a good chance that she lost both of them. She, she lost her best friend and her best friend's fiance. Cause there's a good chance that he quit messing around with her in an attempt to win his fiance back. I mean, wouldn't you? Would it, wouldn't you try? I mean, that seems like the logical thing to do, you know? Try to, you know, clean yourself up, wipe the slate clean and start over. But I have a feeling that girl wouldn't taking him back. She'd be crazy to take him back. Ew. Ugh. How could she? Some people would, a lot of people would. That would just be, mm -mm. that would do it for me. I couldn't go back to that. The betrayal from both of them, her fiance and her best friend was stupendous. Just incredible. I can't say unbelievable because nothing surprises me anymore. But, uh, yeah, I just, if that was me, I would not go back with him. So yeah. All right, let's move on to the next story. This next story is, okay, this is story number 11. Came home to do laundry in the middle of the day, student schedule. Found a guy in his boxers in my kitchen. Wasn't surprised, but still hurt. 
I moved out and got remarried to someone who gives a damn. She's still looking for Mr. Right. That guy is still around from time to time from what my kids say. She did shave her head and start day drinking afterwards. Pretty sure she got the short end of the situation. Okay. So this guy, he moves out and almost immediately gets married to someone else. He moves out, leaves his kids behind with the mother of his children who's obviously going through something. She's going through a lot. And he left his kids with her. The woman is drinking in the daytime. She's got random men in and out of her house looking for Mr. Right. She's got men walking around her house with their kids half naked, walking around in their underwear. Who's who's uh who's looking after the kids? Who's protecting the kids? The father moved out the house. He's not there to protect his kids. The mom, she's she's drinking in the daytime. She's not taking good care of herself. So who's protecting the kids? It sounds to me like the kids got the short end of the situation. The kids did. And this guy walking around boxers, he don't give a shit. This guy is in a married man's home fucking his wife. You think he gives a shit? She she don't know this dude. Not like that. And I'll go as far as to say you never really know anybody. You don't know these people. Unless you have a superpower to read somebody's mind and their heart, you don't know these people. You don't know that person as well as you think you do. I'm pretty sure she didn't check the, the sex offenders database either. He is a potential pedophile, if you ask me. And he's walking around the house half naked with their kids there. For some people, it's worth that. It's worth that much to some people. The sex is, is worth that much. I told you. I told you once. I'll tell you again. Pedophiles target women with children. They come after them. They seek out women with children. They're predators. <sighs> I uh, I was reading a story a couple weeks ago about this woman who had this ex-con. She met him on a dating site, I believe. He had recently gotten out of prison and she had him up in her house and then his cousin shortly thereafter gets out of prison it was a woman though his cousin was was a female so she's got two people 
nearly fresh out of prison, hardly knows him, living in her house with her and her 10-year-old daughter. And what do you think happened to the 10-year-old daughter? They ended up raping her daughter. They cut her up in little pieces inside the apartment and then set her body parts on fire. That's what happens when people become desperate for attention, love. They become stupid, too stupid to protect their own kids. People pleasers. I can't even tell you countless stories I've read and heard and seen on TV, these pedophiles raping these children, raping and assaulting these kids, these babies, because these parents are in their feelings, their priorities are fucked up. The part that really bothered me was the fact that the father, how he just dipped out and left his kids there. I'm pretty sure he would have won custody of those kids if the courts knew that she had random men in their house, which is uh, not safe for their kids. If they knew she had um, shaved her head because uh, not that it's wrong for a woman to shave their head, but under the circumstances, sounds like this lady was distressed and it, it looks like a cry for help to me. Most women don't shave their head. It's a pretty uncommon thing to do, at least here in the United States. Most women don't just shave their head and start drinking in the daytime after getting caught cheating on their husband. So uh, if the courts knew that, I'm pretty sure they would have uh, gave him some kind of custody of the kids, but he just booked it. He just left his kids there like, like he didn't give a damn. He said he married somebody who gave a damn, but it don't sound like he gave much of a damn himself. At least not about his kids anyway. Me personally, I wouldn't have left my kids there. Not under, not under those circumstances, no way. All right, moving on to the next story. I think this is number 12. I suspected it earlier, but nothing was solid, so I never brought it up. But he didn't realize that the Apple devices got synced together. So one day I was using one of the devices and messages started popping up in real time. I got to read their conversation as it was happening, as well as past messages. It was gut-wrenching because neither one of them cared. If I remember correctly, they were talking about a past hookup and how I had no clue, and his response was, YOLO, you only live once. I confronted him about it that night. He begged and pleaded for me to stay, try to convince me that they never actually hooked up, try to convince me it was just a big mistake on his part, try to convince me that I mattered more than her. But in the end, I knew I could never stay. How could I stay with someone who reduced long-term cheating on his spouse to YOLO? 
All the begging and pleading was empty and I knew it. I felt sick for a long time, moved out, got therapy. I was poor, really poor, but honestly, I was much happier after getting out and getting help and I've been happier ever since. I like the part how she said that he had reduced long-term cheating on his spouse to YOLO. And that's how a lot of cheaters think. That's how they rationalize their actions. That's how they rationalize their decision-making. Oh, well, only one, two. That's how they think, real stupid like that. Oh, you only, only live once. And I imagine that's how they sound in their head, real stupid like that. You can't reason with nobody that truly believes that shit. Oh, well, it's okay to cheat on my spouse because I got one life to live. Really? When you marry somebody, you're supposed to be beyond that. You you should be beyond that mentality. And then if you if you feel like you don't want the commitment no more, that's why they invented divorce. They have a whole packet on it. And you don't even have to fill it out. They got people that will fill it out for you, file it for you, process it for you. You ain't got to do nothing. They make it so easy call up one of those numbers on a billboard tell them your situation and that's it they'll let you know every step of the way those signs are everywhere where I live on the side of the road divorce $200 that's it I mean at least to get it started you go through it you take the steps necessary and you make it happen. The people, they, they they want the easy way out. That's why they're called cheaters. They cheat at the game called life. They cheat their way out. They cheat their way through. And we got to clean up their mess like she did. She took responsibility for his mess. She went and got therapy. She started over. She took the necessary steps to heal herself, put her life back together, put herself back together. Because no one else is going to do it. Nobody's going to uh, nobody's gonna patch you up. Nobody else is going to make sure you have everything you need. No. People will stomp your heart out to smithereens. And there's nothing to stop them. It's like we're all at the mercy of these people and their mistakes. That's what it comes down to. We're just at their mercy. Whatever they decide to do. They want to keep you in the dark. They want to lead you on. They want to bullshit you, lie. You're at their mercy. Just end it. It takes a lot of uh, maturity and level-headedness to just be straight with someone and just be honest with someone and just tell them, look, this is what I wanna do. 
this is these are the thoughts I've been having and when I want to try something else I met this person I've been feeling this type of way lately we got to start being honest with ourselves honest with our partners just tell them yeah it's gonna hurt them but you gotta say something this this ain't right this can't keep happening man i tell you what i believe in jesus and i can't wait for him to come back i read these stories i watch the news and i just i just hear about all this horrible shit that that's happening i can't wait All right, so this is story number 13, and we just got one more after this. I saw her Facebook messages to him where they were planning a mountain trip. We were separated, trying to work on rebuilding our marriage. Don't ever do that, by the way, in parentheses. He said that, not me. Just as bad as the affair was, the two of them taking my son to see a movie together. I hired a lawyer filed for divorce and ended up taking custody of my son, the house, the dog, and she is paying me child support. So I have that going for me, which is nice. Well, that's a good ending. You don't hear of these stories very often where the father ends up with full custody. He gets the house. He He's even collecting child support, okay? And on top of that, he didn't even cheat. She did. So this story is like out of this world. He says, just as bad as the affair was, the two of them were taking my son to a movie theater. That is heinous. She entangled her son inside her drama her mess and that's heinous what she did was wrong the nerve to do that and I finally get to use that word entangled I keep hearing jokes about that word people using it in different situations but well you know the whole Jada Pinkett Smith situation so yeah she um she went way too far involving their son into that mess. The fact that he had social proof of what his wife was doing with those messages. See, the Facebook messages, they add context to the whole story. Context is king. It's a good chance that they use those messages between her and her lover in determining their divorce. All right, this is the last story. And, and this one is a doozy, boy, I tell you. All right. He came home one evening after 16 years of marriage and said, we're in trouble. I asked if he'd lost his job, forgot to pay the mortgage, etc. And he said he had a five-year-old and another one on the way. We had a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old. 
There was momentary confusion. Then the light bulb came on. I went to see a divorce attorney a few days later. She went with him on business trips, was in our house when I was at work and the kids were at school. I moved out 15 days after finding out all this information. This was 17 years ago. Mm-mm-mm. That's terrible. That is devastating. That is the worst. The worst. Not only was he cheating, but he had a whole nother family on the side. He had two kids with his mistress. Two. Guys, I can't make this shit up. He had her in the house while she was at work and the kids were at school. This guy did not give a shit. This guy, men like him, are the worst. And guess what? The Bible tells us that he deserves forgiveness. Yes, he does. But he is the absolute worst. It would be impossible for a woman to have a whole other family and and keep it a secret. Like there's no way she could have kids with another man, another family down the street. That's not gonna happen. But a man, oh, easy. He can do that easy. And it's so sad. It's so heart-wrenching. That is just horrible. Married 16 years. Pretty sure they've been fucking around for a while before she got pregnant. All that time, all those years, he was living a double life. Living a big, fat lie. So much work. So much mental turmoil hiding it living with any guilt or regret worrying about your spouse finding out and just all the secrecy just it's so unnecessary just spill the beans so with that said that's the end that was the last story Anyway, so that's the end. I hope you guys enjoyed the stories. Y'all take care of yourselves and I'll see you again. Bye-bye.